Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we are talking about cupping. Oh, it's a great topic. And I will warn you, this is going to be this is going to be a multi-part series. We're still working on how many parts because I think you and Dad had talked about we could cup for years. You do, you, and I, I have cut for years, and I've had so much experience. <laughs> it's like I've been to so many courses on it. You can go as deep as you want. You really can. So to start off with a basic question that mm. I think has an infinite amount of answers, and we could talk for hours. But what is cupping? Is uh, is kind of the Let's get into it, yeah. What is cupping? It's a strange when I haven't been in it for years. I think you're cupping. It's obvious what that is. Someone's going, "What are you talking about? Cupping? Mm. Uh, something to do with cups, obviously, right? But the important thing of cupping is is you're thinking, thinking. And when I say that in the cup, you're going to put some dry coffee grounds in there, yeah. And we'll talk about proportions soon, <laughs> and uh, and. Even before you put the water on, which was what we typically do with a cup of coffee, we're going to start smelling those grounds mm. and we're going to start thinking about those grounds. And that's where you yeah. stop and you say, let's think. And I mean, so many times when we're drinking coffee or other things or eating really anything, we we don't really slow down for a whole lot of that. We we spend a lot of time consuming and a lot of time thinking. And I think we had talked about it, well... We talked about it before the podcast. It's kind of a, a sensory ceremony mm-hmm. as far as we mm-hmm. are taking steps that we go through a process uh, and we're, we're doing that. And it's, it's, it's something we're, we're, we're slowing down where we're really taking the time to understand our coffee and taste the flavor of it. Yeah. We're not good at doing that. As you say, other forms of life, we just go so <laughs> fast. Right. And I've, in a sense, with my coffee um, experience has been... I've been forced to slow down because we're going to be talking about this in a moment about buying coffee and you don't want to mm. buy the wrong stuff because it's expensive when you get you know a whole container of 250 right. bags. Uh, so you need to think about what you're buying. So I've been forced into a way mm. and then being a roaster, I've realized there's two parts. There's a lot of parts to being a roaster, but <laughs> one, you roast the coffee in the machine mm-hmm. and the second part you've goes hand in hand. You must cup the coffee there's that word again yeah well and i would say a warning is do you think that cupping will ruin almost ruin maybe maybe ruins a, a, a tendency <laughs> it connotates bad things but it'll ruin the way you drink coffee in a sense like mm-hmm. you'll start thinking about what you're drinking when you're not cupping more that's right and uh, that's very true and, and you're right in a good sense and i said a good sense <laughs> you are going to be ruined in a good sense because you will start knowing differences in coffees you'll start knowing different yeah. language you'll be able to talk about coffee in a way that's understandable to someone else in ethiopia or mm-hmm. just in you know the, the, the town next door it suddenly expands stuff and you are ruined because now you find it hard not to talk about the what you're you're tasting and you've got right. words to it and people are going, You sound a bit nerdy. Well you are in a good sense. And even when you and I have gone out for coffee, which we don't do as often as some might think. <laughs> um why but, is that? Because <laughs> it's hard to compete with what we have at home. <laughs> but I mean I guess another reason is because when we go out, oftentimes it's hard to ignore really tasting the coffee. Uh, and obviously we always taste it when we're drinking it. But 
it's it's hard for us to to not go somewhere and try and evaluate what we're tasting and you know you and I will notice it or something we might say ooh this is not good or we might say hey this is really good mm-hmm. we'll come back here and that's but, the good part of it that you're going to get both going on you're going to get mm-hmm. this is horrible this is good but as you say that word ruined again we have um, a sense we are not going to just taste coffee we're going to taste bad coffee and go yuck don't mm. want to drink that. And it's an education as well. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's learning. And I think that kind of goes into our next, my next question at least is why do we cup? Mm. And mm. I think, uh, I think a, a large, a large reason we cup is because it gives us a commonality. You know, if you and I are talking about coffee, we can talk with, you know, different words or different descriptions and we can have a common understanding. And we'll get into that more into other episodes, but there is, you know, professionally at least, there's a lot of protocol to cupping in the process. And we're going to be talking about this as we keep saying that because it's <laughs> such a big topic, but yeah. prof- prof- professionally there's a lot going on there. But the nice thing about you can take that professional and bring it home and just make a light version of it. Right. But you will have the exact same benefits you know, social, fun, it's its all there when you start actually thinking about the coffee and you hear someone say a word, you go, whoa, it may not even be the right, maybe whatever <laughs> word, right. dirty windows, and you're going, what are you talking about? And you start talking about that and mm. you start to think again and you have this commonality with this friend who mm. just came around to have a drink of coffee and said, let's, why, don't, why don't we just cut this coffee first? Let's just, have, let's just think about what we're going to drink and then right. we do whatever it's we're going to do today. <laughs> but uh, and suddenly you you've involved them in yourself in this process, and you suddenly enjoy not only drinking coffee, but you enjoy thinking about coffee. I think of it like music. You can do music professionally, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of structure to that. You know, sometimes there's not, but you know, there's structure as far as what chord, what, what timing are we playing? And you know, if you're playing in a band, you're very there's a there's a common structure involved. Whereas cupping can be similar if you're doing it professionally or you're doing it. For instance, Golden Bean is going on this week. So mm-hmm. everybody cupping there is working under a lot of the same principles and, and, and you know everything like that. But you can also bring home music and you can play guitar with your friends at home or do something like that. And it's a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think, like cupping. You can adapt what prof- what is done professionally to what you can do at home. And while it may not have the same strict or rigid structure, you can still gain something from it and you can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about before, you talked about Golden Bean competition here in Portland. Right. And what I like about that that competition, other than it's uh, run by Australians, um, is that is that you get a bunch of roasters together mm. and they send their coffee in. And there's, there's pluses and minuses to it. But but when you get, uh, then everyone comes for this this week, we've got the, the, the awards are tonight actually, but all the people who come are just, there's people who've never cupped before there's right. people who've never thought to cut before there's people who've done it for years like myself mm-hmm. and here we are sitting around this table talking with each other and we learn some there's calibrating to start with etc but but you suddenly hear words right who, and I, I we, we cup at caravan every week and i love it when there's new cuppers not because oh i i like it because they come with words i've never thought of it's not mm. as technical as what i've learned and uh, but it's 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 revelation like wow that makes that's a good descriptive word I like I had a guy sitting next to me yesterday with a cup and he said this is this this coffee's pillowy <laughs> I go what are you talking about and we discussed what he meant by pillowy uh-huh. and oh, it gave me a new appreciation for the coffee we were tasting 
Yeah. And I think that there's always growth in that. There's always, mm. you know, learning of new descriptions and flavors. And, and I think that that for the home side of it is a, is a, is a big reason why cupping, you know, if you're into coffee, why you may want to cup is because you may look for a specific flavor or, or you may like a certain flavor and you want to find that in other coffees. Um, and it can really help you hone in what coffee you're having and why you like it, that kind of thing. Uh, whereas we were talking, um, about it and professionally you might be looking for another coffee to fit in with another blend um you might be you know i think one of the things that's interesting that we take for granted as a consumer is where coffee is grown is it on planet earth but <laughs> good there's different years have different uh seasons can be different we can have rains at different times we have monsoons and too much sun and so there's changes in the actual coffee that you get from the same region same farm year to year mm-hmm. and so as a coffee you know as as so for you as a roaster you want to maintain consistency, consistency. in your coffee yep. um and so it's crucial to cup because if you just use the same farm you could get different coffee every we, single year. It could be disastrous, which is what I was saying too before when I roast coffee through the week, mm. uh, how I roast it. Right. I may not know that I the, the development stage was a little too long, too short. There was a staling process going. There was, oh, I could have done all sorts of things. Right. If I haven't cupped it, I won't have a clue because if I go just with a color, mm. that's just a very minor tool to find out what your coffee is like. You have to cup it to find out this is now consistent that we you're using uh, that the, 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 the capstone that we have, one of our blends, it's, we do 14 on one day, different blends of you know, 25 pounds a time. Right. And we find out if we cup them, we say, oh, these are the same. And then next week we do it again. So it's the same as last week. Yeah. Which is another reason you need to have a pen and, a bit of, a pen and paper to write some of this down mm. because no matter really how good your memory is, you're going to forget what... It right. tasted like last year, for instance. Especially if you're, if you're cupping a lot of coffee. Yes. And I think that's where it, it takes a large leap from consumption to cupping. You're not cupping because you are trying to you know, drink coffee. You're cupping so that you can then produce something that is consistent mm-hmm. or has a certain flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that's where there's a differentiation between subjective and objective. Mm. Because when you're cupping, you're not. it's not subjective cup. Like you, you may not be cupping for a flavor that you enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if you're looking at a blend, you have to objectively mm-hmm. cup to say, is this good coffee? I may not, it not, may not be like, you know, I may not like fruity acidic, but it is fruity acidic and it's good. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, it's almost like cupping is a language. I mean, cupping really is. Mm-hmm. It is language. Yeah. Kind of like music. Two musicians from around the world can play together because music is a common language between Actually, them. That, that's a good point. And a C, the note C, uh-huh. is... You've learned what that is on the piano, right? And you know what it sounds like. You can even record it and get a, a feel for it, right? And whether you're in Ethiopia playing a piano or C, or in Newburgh playing a piano C, right? It's going to be exactly the same. And that is probably a good an- analogy of when we cut. We're trying to do just that. We're trying to get the same language going. So a C is a C whatever country you're in, right? We've decided that this is the definition of that, which yep. isn't language. I mean. And, it, and that's why when you do it professionally, there is so much, you know, there's there's a strict protocol put in place mm-hmm. so that we are all experiencing the same thing. So that when we use the word acidic, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're doing that based on the same types of tests and different things like that. And that can be a huge 
benefit, especially from roaster to roaster, that kind of thing. So there's there's so many reasons why we cup coffee. Exactly, exactly. Um, but what do we cup? Coffee. Coffee, exactly. <laughs> and I think the reason I ask is because a coffee cupping, you know, you can, you, you can obviously cup things that are not coffee. Um, but it's very similar to a wine tasting. And I'm not going to say it's the same, but... I think at least where we are in the Pacific Northwest, specifically in Oregon, we've got a lot of good wine Mm -hmm. and a lot of people take wine. You know, if you go to a winery or a vineyard, you you take it very seriously. You, you know, you sit there, you smell the the, the cup of wine, you, you, you sip it, you, you look at all the aromas, that kind of thing. And I think that it's an easy correlation to coffee for a lot of people. Um, Because again, taking it seriously. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, what what you you cup, and I I laugh and say coffee, obviously, mm-hmm. but like wine, actually, like a lot of like cheese, like perfume, like a lot of things. There's mm. differences, and how do you learn about those differences other than smelling, tasting, thinking, all these things? Right. And in coffee, we call that cupping, mm-hmm. and that you actually discover that here is a Indonesian coffee, here's a Guatemalan coffee. We know they're different coffees they're, right. they're from a different origin but what is it about them that is different and sure you're going to like one or the other more mm-hmm. which is the subjective objective thing you were just talking about and we're trying and we will never be there right. in <laughs> cup and coffee to move more towards um, objective rather mm. than subject just what my emotions and what i like is mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're always going to be trying and we'll never get there but the more you can actually describe and talk about and just bring it down and down and down and say, okay, I don't like this Indonesian coffee, but when we go to the body of this coffee, it's like, that's really high. Mm. I give it a huge score for that. It's a plus. And this is therefore a good Indonesian coffee. And my job, that means, okay, we're going to look at buying this coffee because it's a good Indonesian coffee compared to other Indonesian coffees. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's that's another piece. Is it, it does have a large effect on for professional side what people are buying and that kind of thing, um, and also what's what when you talked about the commonality. I remember you went to Ethiopia and did some cupping, and you could cup with other cuppers, and both your information that you when you cupped and when they cupped, you could share that, and it was useful for each other because you're both kind of working on the same the same playing field at least. So it's. Mm-hmm. It is super helpful when we all speak the same language. Yeah. And I think when you're doing it at home, that's probably less, not less important, but it's not as crucial because you may be doing it for yourself. You may be just your own curiosity, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but it, I have, you know, one of my questions is like, what are we looking for when we're cupping? Um, and you really spoke to that pretty well when you said it affects, you know, what you're buying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, what are you looking for? And, it, and another part of that, what we're looking for is the quality of it, not necessarily the flavor, which, which is part of the quality. Right. And here we, it gets a huge at this point. Mm. In fact, we use a, a form that um, it sounds, oh, a form. I don't like forms. <laughs> sounds like work. It is a little, it is work <laughs> um, because you're having to think. Right. And not just what you feel like that day. And as I say, in the next week, you can come back and compare the, the, the 20 different Guatemalan coffees you had and see, I don't remember that one I had last week. Oh, but I gave it an 85. And this one I hear I only gave an 80. Why did I do that? Let's look at my mm. form and see, oh, it had a higher 
acidity or had a higher yeah. balance score. And, and that score then gets translated into a more practical aspect of buying the coffee, obviously, mm-hmm. because it has a, a quality. We go, wow, this is this is a better quality coffee. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm assuming people know this, but to clarify, it is roasted coffee that we're cupping. Right. And I think that the, the other aspect of it, what we're looking for is, again, I think this word comes up so often, but consistency, consistency, consistency. So you as a roaster, so dad, when you're roasting, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that what the product you're putting out is consistent, is yes. tasting the way you want it to. And I think of it like, you know, companies that like pull, you know, one piece of their product out of a thousand and test that one to make sure it works. And it's a way to keep kind of some quality control on what you're putting out as well as tasting what's coming in so that then you could put it out. You know, there's, there's that side of it too. And there's that, that consistency of language what you were talking about before too, that, when a friend in Ethiopia says, this tastes like yak lagoo. And I'm going, what are you talking? I don't know what yak lagoo, what are you talking about? But if we both say this is orange mm. and he's learnt through learning about what an orange is, even though yeah. they may not have them there or vice versa, we may not have a, I can't even pronounce what I said, the yak glue. Yeah. But because now we know what an orange is, suddenly we're on the same page, we're talking about the same thing. And when I buy the coffee, mm. I know what I'm getting. He knows what he's selling to me and everyone's happy. And I think that that's a good thing. It, it supersedes colloquial yes. definitions. Because even you know, from New Zealand to the States, there's different mm-hmm. names for the same thing. And all a trunk, a boot. I mean, yeah. What, <laughs> Very different things in both places. You're going, both going, what are you talking about? Well, we're talking about the end part of a car that you put stuff and you lift it up and at the, the back of the car. Yeah, trunks what's on an elephant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the, the, the whole terminology side is a very important piece of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, overall, what are we looking for? Consistency mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. that affects that. Yes. Um, and like we talked about with a professional cupping, there's so many different aspects, quality. You know, are you looking for body to add to a blend? Are you looking for consistency in the coffee you're producing? You know, it affects your buying decisions, all that stuff. Um one of the things that we talked about was when you're cupping at home, something, some things that might be some reasons you may cup at home. Right. Um, right. Would be, you know, you may pick several different coffees. Um, they're all different and you can cup to kind of differentiate or <laughs> differentiate the differences between them all. And just, and kind of, you know, it gives you a well-rounded palette or idea of what mm-hmm. flavors you like. Or if you grab two coffees that are from the same region or the same, um, even the same farm, but roasted by different people, you can see, you know, who, which one do I like better? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you can also, I think what you, I think you would suggest it. It's kind of fun is to cup against what the bag says it tastes like. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Is and it, your roastery should be cupping their coffee. As I was saying, it's hand mm. in hand. You can't do one without the other. That's true. And what that's they, for both sides, home and the roaster. Exactly. There, so so when you're when you go to buy your coffee, you can see what they've written there, and you know that when they say this word is juicy or this one has got high body or it's got a viscous Mm. sort of note to it, or you 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 understand that and that you know what you're buying there for. Right. And I was thinking too that it helps often when you're cupping. If you do two different countries, for instance, you do Indonesia and Guatemala. I've been talking about. (laughs) Don't know why, but um. You may discover, I've never had an Indonesian coffee before. Right. And you put them together. I've always had Guatemala. I've never not got a Guatemala. Mm. And you take the Indonesian and you suddenly, you go, wow, 
this this is an amazing why have I never heard of Indonesian coffee then you start saying well what area is this and this is the Asia Pacific area and coffee what other countries do coffee around that area Papua mm. New Guinea Sulawesi there's a whole lot of countries that, that you can say I've never had coffee from those places before I'm going to try those and suddenly you've it's just opened up and you've got this whole huge area that you've never dealt with before and it's got big. Yeah, it can open up opportunity for a lot of coffees you may like that you didn't know before. It's like listening to different types of music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone says, I like Brazilian music. Mm-hmm. You go, well, what is that? And you listen to it and you go, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it, there's there's so many different different ways it can be useful. And if you're home roasting too, you can say, you know, hey, is what I'm making tastes good and you can even compare notes from different roasts or try different things and see how that affects your final product and which is again why it's good to write down even when you're roasting home roasting to write some stuff down of timings and things even though it's a bit of a pain unless yeah. you just you know right, just want to get the coffee into you and you just want to roast it and do it quick <laughs> but uh, if you do write it all down you can actually and then cup that coffee and then cup it the next day and, and mm. say whatever i did the day before was way better and you, you don't have to guess what you did. You look right. down and say, right. oh, I started at this temperature and I, I went down to this temperature. I went this long and I did this. There was a drop and all that sort of thing. And suddenly you've written down and cupping's the same. You, you taste it. Right. Say, this is much better. Let's go back to my roast now and say, what did we do well? And I think the notes and this is maybe getting off a little bit off topic, but Tim, one of our friends we had on an early podcast uh, roasting with him one time at home, he takes notes throughout his roast, you know, what, at what times did things, you know, crack or what times are things at what temperatures. And that way he knows he can repeat that again. Mm-hmm. I think cupping similar. It can Simi- help us. Yeah. yeah. Which is sort of in cupping, you want to do the same thing the same way right. every time helping with their objectivity. So it's, it's, you're trying to cut out any, oh, this time I did a lot more water in to, compared to how much coffee I had in the cup, or I've got a much bigger cup this time, or the temperature mm. was way different this time. Why does this coffee not taste the same? Just because right. you, you didn't boil it or to the temperature to say you it needed to go to. And uh, that can change everything. So the right. more you can standardize and keep things the same and therefore have a different coffee though, mm. you can compare much easier across the board. Absolutely. And I, and I think it can also be fun too. You know, if you have a group of, because oftentimes it's, it's better in a group, you can cut by yourself. But if you have a group of friends coming over, you know, if everybody likes coffee, it can be a fun thing to do. I know that we've done that with people have come to visit or whatever. It's, you know, mm-hmm. we can, we've done cuppings and it can be a, a, an enjoyable. It's very social. I had, yeah. a, I had a friend, Mike, who, uh, uh, it was one of his birthdays, and I'm not sure when it was, but his wife very kindly asked, rang me and said, could you come? Uh-huh. You, you, I was coming to the birthday party anyway, and he says, I want to do a, a full cupping yeah. at his party. And I thought, okay, we can do that. And, <laughs> and it was interesting. There was about, I don't know, 15 people there. And it was interesting getting different people's perspectives, and some yeah. didn't know what we're doing and didn't want to do it. <laughs> um, but uh, most people were sort of as a whole eye opener to, to this, mm. and it was actually a lot of fun. We actually talked about stuff. Yeah, we didn't just sit in our little groups and do what we normally talk about. We had a focus, and it was most enjoyable. And some went away thinking, "I've never thought to think about my coffee before." Well, and if you get different perspectives, people are going to have different flavors, different names for different flavors mm-hmm. that then, you know, you go, oh, yeah, it does taste like yeah. that. And it's helpful. Yeah. So I want to look at the equipment real quick. What 
you know, what is a what does all the cupping stuff look like? And we're not going to get into the the nitty gritty necessarily. That's again, we're we're going to do some more episodes on cupping. Um, but just so that everybody kind of has an idea, and again, these are like professionally, like I think we have the right over there. We have the uh, Roasters Guild. We have some some stuff from them that what they specify. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is, you know, professional cupping. Obviously, everyone wants to cup the same with the similar or same equipment. So we're all basing our what we're saying off of, you know, yes. a, a, a standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can be adapted for home. You oh, yeah, that's right. You this. don't have to have all that sort of equipment. I'm yeah. thinking, too, a cupping professionally uh, as, a, as a quality grader, a Q grader, we, we are called. Mm-hmm. Uh, every three years, I have to go somewhere in the States and recalibrate. Mm. And to make sure I'm still saying and writing and thinking the same things as what my colleague is thinking in right. Colorado or wherever they may be. Yeah. And we come, there's usually about 20 of us, and we all day, no, three days, we cut <laughs> coffee. Yeah. And we have to set tests and make sure Indonesian, I'm tasting is the same that he's tasting. We're both calling it Indonesian coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's a rigorous process, but it's actually really helpful to recalibrate, to make sure we're on the same page and you do it with instruments. You recalibrate to make sure it's reading the same reading as it was yesterday. Yeah. And that's important. Absolutely. Um, the first one is not necessarily something you may think of immediate, but it makes sense is you want it to be a clean and odorless space. Mm. So doing a cupping in a perfume shop is not optimal. Probably not (laughs) because there is so much that is, scent or smelling that affects the flavor mm-hmm. what is it, like 50 percent of taste is smell oh, or, or probably i'd go 70 percent i'll go 72 that's actually 75 but anyway <laughs> <laughs> but it is important to be in a clean odorless space so that we're not you know confusing what we're smelling with other things and that goes for you know if you're in a place where you smell a lot of coffee too you mm-hmm. could smell a coffee that you're not cupping and it can throw you off oh yes i've we have a public cupping every friday at caravan and mm. We don't have it as rigorous as I would when I was cupping in the, out the back. Right. But uh, people come, but some have so much perfume or aftershave. It's like, mm. this smells it's like... It's got Yeah. It's, it's, I'm all of a sudden as the aftershave. Uh, some, I've had a few even come who perhaps should have had a shower or, or something in the last two, three weeks because the odor was just quite strong. Uh, so yeah, having a clean place is, is really, it sounds sort of odd, but no... Do it where you're not going to be confused. I heard once that actually perfume companies mm. who do a, they don't call it cupping, obviously. Right. You don't want to drink perfume. It's probably not a good idea. But uh, <laughs> they actually use coffee. They Between smelling the perfumes, they smell mm-hmm. coffee yeah. to neutralize their smell. Yeah. I've seen that at stores too. They'll have little cups of beans sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I think to go with that, also making sure that you're not chewing gum or affecting your flavor and what's in your mouth. Because, you know, you chew mint gum and it's like when you do that and or it's like brushing your teeth and then drinking orange juice. It's like, whoo, full on. Exactly, exactly. So you want to make sure you're not already, you know, affecting your palate. Professionally, we make sure we yeah, we do it in the morning for a start because that's a good time. Get to the afternoon, you're slowing down, you've got lots of taste going on in your mouth because you probably had lunch and the taco you had is spicy and it, it probably doesn't help. Right. So the morning is not a bad thing and, and you're more awake usually. <laughs> uh, but when we go, I always, I, I clean my teeth with just the brush rather than toothpaste. 
I don't put perfume or I don't put perfume on. I don't put aftershave <laughs> on. And I yeah. probably have a shower the night before. Uh, just trying to neutralize as much as I can so that mm. my fellow cuppers as well are not affected getting, by you. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so we're all trying to on the same page there again. So it sounds like a we, sounds like we could do a whole podcast on cleanliness. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, another important, all, the, all of these are important, but is cups, all of them being the same size. Because, mm. you know, it, you know, I've got a cup here in front of me. If I use a cup like this and a cup twice its size and we fill both with water, both are going to have a different water to coffee ratio. And as we talked about like on our, our extraction episode, a while back, it's going to change the flavor hugely. And it's just the dilution as well of just how much water is diluting my coffee. Yeah. Um, it's right. I'm, I'm just looking at my notes. Here. I've got the, um, you were talking about the Roasters Guild, uh, the Roasters yeah. Evaluation Form Protocol, the beta version. This means it's the most up to date. Oh, my, yep. the beta version. Yep, 2015. That's what it says at the top there. <laughs> but it's interesting. I, I just run here, it's got determining measurements. And you mm. need to think about. How big the cup is, therefore, how much water does it ha- take go into it? Right. How much, therefore, coffee that you grind is going to go into it? This is here. The optimum, you know, the best, ratio is 8.25 grams of coffee per 150 mils of water. There you go. Just start there. Find a cup that's 150 mils mm-hmm. and or mark it in the cup. Fill the water, put it on a gram scale, and it'll tell you it's 150 Grams, which is nice and in, in, in metric, where that's basically 150 mils, mm. and you can see where the water needs to go. And then I'm going to put 8.25 grams and fill the water up to that point. Yeah, and it's I think that that's you know that's again why we have a standard because the more coffee you put in, the more it's going to extract. You know, yes. you know it's just there is so it much changes to it. it. Yep. So. In that same standard, I'm reading in the notes I have on my computer here, but it, it's uh, they say all the cups need to be the same, obviously. Um, when you say all the cups, professionally, we use five cups. Fair enough. That's a good point. And five get, cups per coffee. Per coffee, that's or right. For, so per thing you're cupping. So the, if we've got two coffees we're cupping that morning, mm-hmm. it's the Indonesian coffee. Yeah. We're going to have five cups, and it's all going to have the exact same Indonesian coffee in those five cups. Yeah. Next to it, you're going to have another five cups, and it's all going to be the Guatemalan coffee, <clears throat> and it's all exactly the same put into those cups. And that's where the measurements become important, and we can, we'll talk about the protocol of that later, I'm sure. Mm. And it can help with two consistency as well. If you have five of the same cup yeah. and you all taste the same, that's good. If you put <laughs> 8.25 and one, and the next one you put in 10.49, and the next one you put in two. Yeah. Why does this taste so watery? It's got no body. <laughs> well, you've got different things going on. Yeah, and so they say each cup should have should be able to you know seven to nine fluid ounce cup um, with a, a mouth or opening of around three to three and a half it inches. Sounds like, yeah, and I, I, we had talked about it earlier. That's you know the the opening is going to change the way we smell or the scent. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a cup that came out. I don't know. It probably still is out, but I remember oh. it at. Uh, mm-hmm. SCA, mm-hmm. there was a a cup that uh, like the 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 top of the cup where we typically think of it flat was like kind of tilted up. That's right. So one side it was higher than the other, and basically what it did is you can kind of like stick your nose in it, and it would cup the or you know the flavor would get trapped kind of an idea, and you could smell it better. Yeah, I, I it, it I haven't seen too many of them as such since then, but uh, the idea is good. I mean, yeah. what they're trying to do is keep things consistent, so you're just smelling, and you're not going to smell. The room, the whatever, the smell going on. You're just smelling what's in that one cup. Yeah, um, a good grinder. 
and that's again we I would you know reference our grinder episode on why, but it's important that what we're grinding is consistent and that we have a good quality in our grind. That's right, and because um, again, that's going to change all of the extraction. Exactly, and yeah, if you get a burr grinder, you you can go more expensive burr grinder, and you make sure therefore in those five cups, it's almost exactly the same coffee, the same surface area, and every little piece mm. of those grinds yeah. are exactly the same. Yeah, and in the burr and the grinder part of that that grinder. Perhaps I'm getting on ahead of myself. I think, you're, I think you're starting the old, the old podcast up again. Oh, that's right. that's right. That's <laughs> right. I'll stop right there. No problem. <laughs> There's lots of good stuff for that episode. Yep. Um, uh, something is also the table, uh, table height, the ergonomics of the space. Um, yeah. I know at Caravan you guys have a, 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 a taller circular I table. I like that. Just a, it's a bar sized, I think, table. It's, it's, you know, comes up to, you know, towards your, you know, up to your chest there. It's, like mid chest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the cool thing is with that, you don't have to bend over as far to smell the coffee. Exactly. So it's easier to smell it. It A circle makes it easier to walk around. Yep. So there's as long simple... as you all go the same way. We've had problems that, that way. <laughs> and there's some, so there's some, you know, again, you don't have to have a circle table. It doesn't have to be And then you tall, can go but... to the next stage and you can have a circle table with a little circle. I think they call them Lazy Susans. Yeah. Or the you, whole table can spin. Or the whole table. So you just, you stand still and let it go around. And <laughs> as long as you spin it when everybody's ready. It doesn't help your steps for that day. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, temperature of the room, being comfortable where you are, like you had said, dad, when we were talking is you might be there if you drink professionally for the whole day. Mm -hmm. So I think comfort, um, forms, pencils, having all the right equipment to, to record what you're tasting. Yeah. It's even if you don't, if a bit of paper at least, so you can Mm. write down some stuff, otherwise you're going to forget. And by the end of the day, you won't remember which coffee is which. I've seen people with iPads and computers. There's some cool apps and stuff you can get to. And even if you just, you know, use the note app on your phone. Yep. Yep, Anything simple. that can help you organize I've even that. gone to my Excel and made my own cupping yeah. forms up. And I've got hundreds of them. When I first started before the computer was around, <laughs> makes me sound ancient, <laughs> where I have a whole lot of cupping forms um, that I have files and files and files of cupping forms. Now it's <laughs> nice on the computer. You can just tap and they're just all there and right. you can go to which month you want or which coffee you want mm. that is really helpful i find actually right now my my phone is i use that the most and as you say iphone or android doesn't matter yeah they, good apps there's some really good apps out there absolutely um limited distractions is kind of a, another thing that might you know yeah that kind of makes sense you know music in the background sounds to some sounds oh it sounds so nice and peaceful but yeah, you, you want minimum. It's like almost. I would put it down to it's almost like exam conditions. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You and can't have any distractions. No, and... you're not allowed to have phones. You know, calculators in an exam. You don't want them it, in cupping either. I think about it even while I'm at work, as I'm, you know, if I know what I'm doing, I'm typing something up. If I put music on. You know, I kind of get all distracted mm-hmm. and I start losing focus, mm-hmm. and I think that's where that can, you know affect that as well another i, I don't think yeah. we have in our notes here but i'm also thinking a thermometer can mm. be really helpful to make sure the coffee is the right temperature or yep not not the room i mean to find out what the <laughs> sure that's probably not a bad idea either right but uh, i'm thinking for the coffee itself because when we cut the coffee we're going to be mm. looking at possibly doing it at three different temperatures because that will change when you taste a defect or not taste a defect yeah, and especially if you're looking to cup it at a specific temperature. Which is the consistency again. So every mm. time you cup the coffee, I do it at 203. Um, you know, th- mm-hmm. it's the same for the, the Indonesian or the Guatemalan. I didn't do one at 90. And why does it taste odd? It didn't extract. 
and and I think that leads into time. Time is your frenemy. It's your friend because you need frenemy. <laughs> it's your friend because you need time, or the coffee needs time to brew or extract. Mm-hmm. But if you let it go too far, so if it's cooling a lot as time goes on, or even just if it's hot for a really long time, we're gonna get you know over extraction. It's not gonna. So there's there's this time aspect as well where you want that to be consistent. Which is is one of it's one. I guess I'm gonna. I was gonna say it's a negative thing with coffee cupping. Mm. Once you start cupping. You right. start a timer and you can't stop. You can't right. sort of pause things like you can more in a wine tasting as such. Coffee, once you start, you've got to complete the whole thing. Otherwise, you'll need to start again all over. Right, because with coffee cupping, you're you're putting the grounds in the cups. You're smelling the grounds. Then you're pouring hot water over mm-hmm. it. Then you're smelling that as you break the crust, which we'll get into yep. in another episode. Yep. In and the city, you're, you're going to taste more when it's you know hotter rather than cooler, or vice versa. The body. There's so many or, more variables with coffee. Exactly. It's not a finished product that's consistent. Right, and again, that consistency is you start the clock, and you're going to be consistent mm. with every coffee you do, and you're going to you're going to wait four minutes, right. n- not three point five nine. It's going to be four minutes. Yeah, absolutely. To be consistent. Have we talked about home therefore? I mean, the light version. We, we <laughs> well, I think that these you are adapt the professional to these side, but you can adapt obviously to as high a level as you want, exactly. or or as low a level. I just think in my mind, rather than five cups, you may just have one cup. The other thing is a scale, kind of as we mentioned, to make sure your measurements are accurate. A scale in grams is going to give you the accuracy. A lot of those specifications that we've went gone through are, you know, metric specific. So that's going to be hugely important. It's actually interesting in the uh, in the coffee industry. Metric is is known to be the, mm. the 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 scale of preference because it mm. is more accurate. It's more precise. Yeah, I mean, and we we do use five ounce cups and six ounce cups, but it's interesting. In here in the states, it's sort of a bit of both we goes get a bit on. Of mixture, yeah. And you say, oh, have a five a five ounce cup, but just eight point five grams of coffee, and you've just got these two different <laughs> measurements going on there. Yeah, but if you, I would I would for your own sanity almost, is keep it mm. to one one form scale rather right. than try and swap between the two because it gets hard to, to, to change. Right. Um, and spoons. Spoons are important. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think that it's something that makes sense. But it's, it, you know what? Yeah. I will say that, but sometimes, you know, if you've never cupped before, you yeah. just, you, you, you may not know it. No. But when you cup coffee, <laughs> um, I'll do an imitation on the video here for YouTube, but... Uh, you basically take a little, like a spoonful of coffee. Are you getting into the procedure? A little bit. Yeah. Well, a little. I'll give him a teaser. Okay. But essentially, I'll do a little bit. I'll do an imitation here. Oh, that's not bad. So you 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 take the cup or the a spoonful of uh, the coffee and you you mm-hmm. slurp it and you as loud as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. We'll get into why. Yeah. It splashes yeah. across your palate. Yeah, All this yeah, wonderful yeah, stuff. Yeah. But wonderful. that's how you cup it with spoons. And that spoon, if you're doing it at home, I would say get a soup spoon. Yeah, that style is going to help that slurp that you're talking about, yeah. and uh, and the material. What material are we looking it's for? Re- you don't think about it, but when you drink a cup of coffee, some like to have ceramic or stainless steel or, or glass and things. But when you're cupping coffee, we tend to talk about ceramic as the least 
amount of interference with with the taste of the coffee for the cup for the cup yes for yeah. the cup yes for the spoon for the want. spoon it's similar it's it's, it's you want uh, <laughs> it's not ceramic but. no no <laughs> but having silver on the spoon really helps some have gold it's more expensive silver plated or gold plated are not yep. going to affect the taste of the coffee yeah. you can get a lot of spoons out there but you will it's it's subtle. But if you're going to do a lot of cupping or you're going to start mm. this journey, I would look at, it's not that expensive, getting a good coffee cup of spoon. Yeah. And it has the right amount. It has the right depth. There's a whole lot of things that go into a cupping spoon. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about like a, a thermos that's made of metal can affect the flavor. Exactly. And you get that metallic taste. So I think it's like, I think ice cream testers use gold spoons. Oh, there you go. Because it doesn't add flavor to it. And it's quite a status symbol too. If you go to a cupping, <laughs> pull out a gold spoon. Or go to someone's home and they say, we're going to cup some coffee. You pull out your own special cupping like, spoon. Oh, yeah, Everyone goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's just generally the parts or the pieces we're physically going to be interacting with and using. Um, and, and I think, you know, obviously those can be adapted if you don't have any. Mm -hmm. If you have the worst, you know, taste adding spoon in the that you could possibly find... It's fine. Use it. I mean, you, you, it's practice. If you don't have everything immediately, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it's Even not... boiling the water, I would suggest having a, a kettle that automatically turns off. Mm. But a lot of people may not, they don't may have, have that. It's just on the stove top. That's hard to do. That's why you need the thermometer at that point. Right. Um, some have now kettles that can you can set the temperature. Yeah. And that's brilliant for cupping because now you've got another consistent number. Yeah, and I mean, I would say, do what you can. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the closer you can get to a more professional standard, the more you're going to get, uh, you know, to an objective. I was standard. just at a time I can see that, but what I was just go to a cupping. There's probably one, possibly one nearby, and coffee yeah. roasters if not cupping. You don't want to go to that roaster. So they should be cupping. Yeah, yeah, join them or join a public cupping and just get the feel. Oh, I see what you guys are talking about. Yeah, are there cuppings in Newburgh, Dad? We, we do. We Newburgh, our south of Portland, we do one every Friday for half an hour. It's free. doesn't cost anything because it's so much fun and it's so educational. What time are your cuppings? Oh, this is a little ad going on. 9.30. 9.30, Caravan Coffee. And you leave. Every Friday. Do they have to let you know before they come? No, just turn up. Just show up. You'll be in and it'll be our most exciting time. You'll hear either hear a Kiwi accent or an Irish accent. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I really think the takeaways for today is, you know, why what, why are we cupping? And, and, and the reason is really we are thinking and discerning about the flavor in the coffee that we're consuming or putting out. And mm -hmm. I think that that's useful for, obviously, extremely useful for producers of coffee, um, for farmers even. Um, but it's also, if you enjoy coffee, it's a great way to hone in your skills and also find what you like more and more. Um, so yeah, we're, we are really excited to bring more episodes on cupping. Um, we can get into some of the super nerdy details, but, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning into the episode and for listening. If you're this far in the episode again, we always like to thank you cause you made it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll throw in a link to the, the video for this episode so you can see our pretty faces if you want, if you think they're pretty. Um, otherwise, thank you so much. As, as we always say, feel free to let us know if you've got any questions or anything you want us to talk about. But uh, we are excited to bring you some more episodes on cupping and to go from there. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>